Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jonathan in West Palm. Um, actually making some history here. Calling in for the first time at halftime. But, um, I think the Bucks got this one in the bag. And uh, really no analysis, man, but I just wanted to, I'm sure my Bucks Nation, man, enjoy this. Enjoy this season. This is incredible. I know we're all thinking Super Bowl. I know that we all have all these expectations, but this is the first time they're going to the playoffs in 12 years. This is absolutely crazy. So enjoy this season. Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. I know you guys are big fans, too, so I know you guys are enjoying this just as much as me. But just, you know, congrats, Bucks Nation. We've suffered a long time. It just feels so good to be back in the playoffs, man. Go Bucks! Let's see what we can do. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. If you are one of our regular listeners, then you know what today is all about. We are going to recap the game. We are going to dive into some of our initial thoughts following the game. And finally, we are going to put our predictions from the end of last week and give those a review. First, let's recap how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to 10-5 and in the 2020 season and clinched their first trip to the postseason since 2007. Yes, indeed, James. They got there by putting an ass kicking on the Detroit Lions, and it all started with the first drive of the game as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the coin toss, elected to receive the ball, and scored. Second down and seven. The snap, Brady. Play action fake, dropping to the look. Staffield throws a deep ball. Right sideline. Caught ball, Gronkowski. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Holy guacamole. What a phenomenal catch by the big-timer teammate of Tom Brady's in New England. It took just seven plays before Brady and the Buccaneers' offense found the end zone with two chunk plays of 33 yards each. The first to Mike Evans, and then the 33-yard touchdown connection you just heard, courtesy of Gene Deckerhoff and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio network. The Buccaneers' defense forced Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions to punt on their own first possession of the game. During the drive, Stafford injured his ankle and would leave the game following a punt, did not return, and was replaced by veteran backup Chase Daniels. Looking to improve on their seven-play scoring drive to start the game, Brady connected with wide receiver Chris Godwin for a 47-yard gain on the second play of their second drive. Two plays later, the NFL's greatest quarterback to ever play made franchise history in just his 16th game as a Buccaneer. Second down, a dozen, the ball spotted at the Lion 27-yard line. Again, Godwin in motion, stacked to the right, Brown and Evans, shotgun formation, here comes pressure, Brady throws the ball toward the near side line, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay, it is Mike Evans, 27-yard touchdown catch. 
And he has two big catches in this opening quarter. The Bucks have scored twice on two possessions and lead 12 to nothing. And with that touchdown pass, Tom Brady becomes the record holder in franchise history. He has thrown 34 touchdown passes in his first year as a Buccaneer. The touchdown pass, an extra point, made it 13 to nothing. Tampa Bay has Brady set a franchise record, and Mike Evans tied his own franchise record with his 12th touchdown catch of the season. It wasn't a perfect first quarter for the Buccaneers, however, as they traded punts with the Lions on the next two possessions. On their first possession of the second quarter, however, Tampa Bay came out looking to lean on Leonard Fournette in their running game. Fournette touched the ball on five of six plays on the drive, including a four-yard touchdown run, extending the lead to 20 to nothing after Ryan Suckup made his second extra point of the day. After another Lions punt, the Buccaneers put another touchdown on the board, gains of 20 and 22, helped Tampa Bay get down to the Detroit seven-yard line in six plays, from there, Brady found Chris Godwin for a seven-yard touchdown, extending the lead to 27-0, but they were not done. A three-and-out force by the Buccaneers' defense pushed the Lions' defense back onto the field with more than three minutes remaining in the first half. And just two minutes later, Brady threw his fourth touchdown pass of the half to his fourth touchdown recipient of the half, finding Antonio Brown on a beautiful throw over one defender and right between two other Lions. The 12-yard score from TB to AB made it 34-0, at the end of the first half, not only did Tampa Bay finish the half with 34 points, but they also finished with 348 yards passing and 410 yards of total offense, all franchise records for first half performances. Now, usually James kicks off our second half recap, but things got going so quickly in the third quarter, we're going to let Gene start us off this time as the Lions receive the second half kickoff, getting the ball to start the third quarter. Lions start at the 25. They will run the draw play and DeAndre Swift will fumble the football. He is hit by two or three Buccaneers, and I don't think he was down. Well, the Buccaneers playing great on offense. The defense has just forced the game's first turnover. The challenge by head coach Bruce Arians is one. The Buccaneers will take over after one play in the second half by the Detroit Lions. A fumble by DeAndre Swift, and the Bucs are in business at the Lion 15-yard line. How about that? And Blaine Gabbard at quarterback. New quarterback for the Bucks. Five seconds into the half. Gabbard drops the throw. Looks toward the end of the throw. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. It's Rob Gronkowski. A post route and a perfect throw by Blaine Gabbard. How about that? Following that touchdown pass, Ryan Suckup missed his second extra point of the game, but the score was still 40 to nothing in favor of the Buccaneers. And from there, it was pure cruise control. The Lions were forced to punt on their next position. Then the Detroit defense stepped up and forced a three and out. Buccaneers punter Bradley Pinion let loose on a punt, and Lions return man Jamal Agnew returned at 74 yards to get the Lions on the board, making it 40-7. to Gabbard and the offense returned to the field, then went 63 yards in just four plays, capping it off with this significant moment. 7.16 to go, huddle clock down to four. Gabbard under center, takes the snap and drops seven steps back. Looks upfield, throws a deep pass down the... It's caught ball, touchdown Mike Evans! Easy pickings for number 13. Gabbard's throw two touchdowns here in the third quarter. With that touchdown, Mike Evans broke his own record for most receiving touchdowns in a single season, matching his jersey number with his 13th score of the season. From there... It was an uneventful. It was an uneventful second half for the most part. The Lions and Bucks traded possessions without any scores. However, we did see Ryan Suckup miss a 42-yard field goal, marking his third miss on the day. Though it may not yet be a reason to panic, many Bucks fans are having flashbacks to the kicker woes of the last 10 years. 
The game would end with a final score of 47-7 to with the Buccaneers outgaining the Lions 588 yards to 186, setting new franchise records both in total yards as well as yardage differential with a plus 402. Most importantly, it clinched Tampa Bay's first postseason berth since the 2007 season. The Buccaneers are now in the driver's seat for seeding heading into Week 17. With a win against the Falcons, the Buccaneers will be the five seed and will meet the winner of the NFC East in the first round of the playoffs. A Stanley Cup championship, a World Series appearance, and now a Buccaneers playoff berth has Tampa fans basking in success. You can get your own little taste of success from one of today's Locked on Bucks partners, our friends at BetOnline. Are we ready for some football? College football is heading into bowl season. There are some big matchups coming up there. The NFL regular season is winding down, and the playoff picture is becoming more clear. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. NFL Games of the Week college football you have college basketball in full swing the nba is back the nhl returns in just a couple weeks don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts Analysis of Week 16 coming up in Segment 2 of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment 2 here, Victory Sunday and Monday. We'll extend it out. Why not? Uh, Buccaneers defeat the Detroit Lions, clinch a playoff spot, and if you put money on the Bucks to win by 10, well, you won. If you did it, well, you'll get another chance in Week 17, and Locked On Bets is going to help you turn your sports habit into profit because betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. James, like Jonathan, who led off the show, there are more Bucks fans out there celebrating the knowledge their team will be playing in the postseason for the first time in over a decade Let's hear from a couple more of them right now. What is up, Locked On Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> Lucky number 13, playoff bound, baby. Speaking of 13, Mike Evans with a record-breaking game. This is Alex from Chicago, Illinois, and I am absolutely stoked. And just to make it a little bit better, my boss is a Detroit Lions fan. Oh, Monday morning's going to be so damn fun. Hope you guys have a great one. Let's go, Bucks, baby! Puff! Wow! Hey, this is JT from Texas. Calling about that game. Super excited. Mike Evans got only 40 more yards to go. Tampa looks great right now. Defense looks great. We just wanted to say, Woohoo! Go, Bucks! All right, thanks, guys, for the calls. Glad to hear that you guys are all excited about the Buccaneers heading back to the playoffs. Still one more game to go, though, James. And for the Buccaneers, for Mike Evans specifically, still more history that can be made. Of course, last week against the Atlanta Falcons, they set some franchise records, uh, some some marks actually that haven't even been reached since like the 90s in the second half that they had against the Atlanta Falcons. And then in this game, of course, setting those first half numbers that we just recapped, Mike Evans tying and then breaking his own franchise mark. But there's a bigger fish 
that Mike Evans is after. Following this game, 12 targets, 10 catches, 181 yards, two touchdowns. And James, entering week 17 now against the Atlanta Falcons for one more home game in the regular season. Mike Evans needs just 40 yards to become the first receiver in NFL history to have seven straight 1,000-yard seasons to begin his career, topping the great Randy Moss. What are your thoughts about Mike Evans, his performance, and what is on the line in week 17? Yeah, I mean, David, we talked about it numerous times on this podcast. We were concerned. We were concerned that the streak was going to end when we were halfway through the season, and it it looked like it may just be too tall a task. And then he had a couple of other slower games in there, and it was like, man, it's just getting more and more difficult for him to be able to reach that plateau. But here he is 40 yards away against a team that he typically dominates. You know, he – he has more receptions, more touchdowns, more receiving yards against the Atlanta Falcons than any other team that he has faced. Um, so it's it's all it's all kind of coming together. It's all right there for him. And and in my pick six over at BucksNation.com, I I looked it up, and out of all the games that he has played against the Atlanta Falcons in his career, the fewest receiving yards he has in a single game was forty eight. And that came in 2015. So for him to now not get the 1,000-yard mark on the year would would require him to have a career-worst performance against the Atlanta Falcons in Week 17. David, I know we got got one more voicemail that we want to queue up real quick and, and dive into a little bit of that because I do have one thing that I'm saving for this particular person because i i just know i know he's going to bring it up i know it hey guys this is useless out here in phoenix uh the game just got over i am pumped uh this game was fun to watch it was it was good for the bucks to just kind of get in rhythm today and just kind of do their thing and we played the lions but it was just an all-around great game no slow starts no uh, offensively the Lions couldn't do anything on our defense, and I was actually kind of worried that whoever was back there would, you know, throw however they wanted to, and that didn't happen. I got to say this. If we would have said, like, five weeks ago that Mike Evans would be, I think it's 40 or 50 yards away from breaking the record for Randy Moss, I I, I don't think we would have predicted that because at that time we were still struggling he wasn't really in his groove yet. I mean, man, I'm excited. Next week, let's get Mike Evans that record. Um, I, I would have to think with him being that close, they're not going to sit him. Or if they do sit him, it won't be till close to the end of the game next week. So I'm excited for the playoffs. It's official, guys. I am pumped. And as usual, I keep saying it every week. Let's just make it a hashtag for me. Not getting too high, not getting too low. All right, guys. Hopefully we can we can finish up the season eleven and five. I don't want any letdowns. I don't want this to uh to stop. Um just just getting excited for the playoffs now. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Go Bucks. Yusef, always appreciate the call. Hashtag NTHNTL. Not too high, not too low. To be fair, and this is something I don't do very often, David, but I'm going to give you credit for being right, uh, even though you're not officially right quite yet. 
During the bye week over at BucksNation.com, we did our bold predictions for the remainder of the season. And David did come out there and say, Mike Evans is going to get his 1,000-yard season and set the record. And he's going to do it with a game to spare. And to your credit, David, Bruce Arians tried really, really hard to get him that record yesterday so he could sit Evans next week. But I don't think there's any worry, Yousef, about getting Mike Evans the 40 yards that he needs to hit that 1,000-yard mark. After the game, Bruce Arians was talking about it. And he said, quote, Tom went against this defense for 20 years in New England with all the calls and everything. He was very confident that we could get Mike the ball in this ball game. It was forcing it to him in the second half. Every time Blaine had a chance, we were going to try to get Mike that record. I was hoping he'd get it today and we wouldn't have to play him next week, but next week will take care of itself. I desperately want that to happen. Whatever he needs, 50 yards or whatever he has left, I'm sure Atlanta is not going to want to give it to him, so we'll have to find some creative ways to get it for him. Bruce Arians has a, a check mark next to postseason birth. His next number one priority, if he has to tie up Byron Leftwich and leave him in the locker room and take over play calling duties himself, is to ensure that Mike Evans gets 40 yards against the Atlanta Falcons next week. As far as the rest, David, I'll, I'll kick it over to you for your thoughts. I've been talking for a little bit, but yeah, we, we got that. We got that complete 60 minute game. We've been talking about needing. We did indeed. And, you know, uh, I knew, you know, I knew this, the conversation was going to turn into, or was going to lead into, you know, it's the Detroit lions and I, and I got it. And I'm not trying to you know, oversell who the Detroit lions are, but I do want to remind people though, this is the same Detroit lions team. Uh, that with David Blau last year, yeah, the Buccaneers won last year, but with David Blau at quarterback, Danny Amendola ripped off 100 yards against this defense just last season, okay? And the only difference between last season and this season is the addition of Antoine Winfield Jr. and the subtraction of Vita Vea, right? And then, you know, guys like Sean Murphy Bunting came into this game struggling uh, quite a bit. Carlton Davis was out for this game because of his uh, situation going on there with his groin injury that hopefully he can come back at least for the playoffs for, if not next week. They probably won't run him out there next week, to be honest with you. Um, but then Marvin Jones Jr. I mean, Marvin Jones Jr. Is a, is a guy who hasn't had less than 48 yards receiving in a single game since week 10, since November 15th. That was a, that was the last time he had less than 48 yards receiving was week nine against the Minnesota Vikings. Even then, he had 43 yards and a touchdown. The Buccaneers holding him to just 19 yards receiving in this game on three catches. So, I mean, there were weapons on that side of the ball. DeAndre Swift, we saw him make a couple of early, a couple of early plays and, and get some early yards. Again, not world beaters that they're coming in playing, right? But let's do I want I want to give this defense a little bit of credit here because they played an offense that had gotten some stats on them the year before that had done some things against some other opponent opponents. And I know a lot of these coaches were missing, but a lot of those coaches were from the defensive side of the ball. And the offense, they come in. This offense knows this defense. Why? Because they just saw them last year. You talk about like if, if the Atlanta Falcons, James, came in with a lot of their coaches missing, people wouldn't have blown that up as much as they did against the Detroit Lions because why? The Atlanta Falcons know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, at least from an offensive standpoint, right, for the Detroit Lions offense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, this Lions team knows that defense as well because, again, I'll say it for the third time in this segment, they just played them last season. So the defense coming in, having a clean, a clean game, Sean Murphy bunting, stepping up and playing pretty well in, in some key moments. Um, give him credit there. He made a couple solid tackles. Antoine Winfield Jr., James, made an amazing, 
one-on-one tackle against DeAndre Swift in space. It was it was an amazing tackle that a lot of safeties miss. So I do want to give the Bucks defense just a little bit of credit because they cleaned up a lot of mistakes we've seen in the last few weeks, especially some missed tackle problems. Not that they were perfect by any means, but again, just going through it, Detroit Lions offense and offense that does have the ability to put some stuff up has put some stuff up some some yards anyway against this team in the past. So for that Detroit or for that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense defense to come out and shut out this offense is 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 a very is a very big accomplishment I think, especially heading into the late part of the season. And then yeah, sitting Mike Evans not going to happen. So Yusef, thanks for the call, thanks for the input. One more segment coming up, and in it, James and I are going to recap our predictions. Before the game, see how we did. I dropped all of those for you guys on Friday, and we're going to do all of that thanks to sponsors like Built Bar. And Built Bar, since they relaunched in August, is even more delicious than ever before. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including cookies and cream, peanut butter, banana bread, and peanut butter brownie. These bars are 100% covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're healthy for anybody. Whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you can indulge in this delicious treat while not worrying about your health. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for anybody on the keto diet. Let's look at the Cherry Barcia bar, my mother-in-law's favorite. That thing's got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Segment 3, Locked On Bucks Podcast, Victory Sunday slash Monday, coming up. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Victory Sunday, Monday, victory week. Yeah, we are going to be talking about this all week long because it's a long time coming. David, I I talked about it with with my dad yesterday. My oldest son, the last time the Buccaneers had double-digit wins, he was a year old. My younger son has never, ever been alive during a Bucs double-digit win season. In fact, he's only been alive for one Buccaneers winning season, and now they are headed to the playoffs. Let's dive in to our bold predictions and final score recaps. My final score prediction was 38 to, was it 13? So that was close. I gave the Lions too much credit, both offensively and defensively, apparently. Um, And my bold prediction was that Devin White was going to have a multi-sack game while Levante David was responsible for two takeaways, one being an interception, the other being a forced fumble. I was half right on both players, though Devin White was getting some pressure there quite a bit. He only came away with the one sack, Levante David, the one forced fumble. So, uh, you know, as my teacher would say, I'll give you half credit. Absolutely. My uh, score prediction, 35-14, so I also gave the Detroit Lions too much credit. Um, didn't give the Buccaneers offense apparently enough credit. And yeah, James, last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the playoffs, I was still under the impression that I was getting out of the Army. Uh, last time they had a double-digit win season, I had just signed my indefinite contract to take me to the final 10 years of my, my, my career. So quite the difference for my own life between the last time they made the playoffs and the last time they had double-digit wins. And then now here they are again, playoffs and double-digit wins, and I'm retired from the Army. So, wow, that's quite the stretch uh, of, of things to happen in between those those marks for the franchise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tweeted it out. The last time the Buccaneers played in a playoff game, the day before that playoff game, I broke off my engagement. And two months after that game, I met the woman that would become my wife and the mother of my children. So that's how long it's been since they played. David, let's get into best and worst. Uh, there's a lot of choices 
for best here. I'm going to go Tom Brady on this one. Um, franchise records uh, passing in the first half. He has 668 yards passing in his last four quarters of football. That is absolutely insane. It looks like they're hitting their stride. It looks like they're they're actually starting to click a little bit, and that's what we've been asking for, and I brought it up on pick six. I brought it up on this show. If the first 60-minute complete performances we see out of this team are the last couple of weeks of the regular season and into the postseason, I'll take it, you'll take it, all of our listeners will take it, because that's the kind of performance that you get from the Buccaneers when they play a complete game on both sides of the football. So Tom Brady, he will get my best of the game. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my best to defense. I mean, it's it's kind oh, of the okay. entire defense, but I'm gonna narrow it down. I'm gonna say Sean Murphy bunting, okay? And I don't know exactly target for target reception for reception, all that stuff, what Sean Murphy bunting's actual target reception and yard defense was in this game. But here's what I do know is that he came into the National Football League as one of the most targeted, one of the most exploited defensive backs in the National Football League. And the combination of Matthew Stafford, Chase Daniel, and David Blau passed for 152 yards, 21 for 31 on, on completion attempts. Uh, they were sacked four times and threw an interception. Blaine Gabbert playing one half of football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and kill the clock, get out of this thing healthy mode, threw for 143 yards. Blaine Gabbert threw for nine yards less than the entire Lions passing offense for the entire game, trying to play catch up while they're getting blown out. So the defense, hats off to them. But specifically, I'm going to go Sean Murphy Bunting because you know what? You went home and you're part of a unit that took care of business. If we're going to kind of call you out and, and do all those things in the media, we also need to praise you when your unit, when you are part of a unit that shuts things down without the special teams gaps, which we'll get into here in a minute. Zero points for the Detroit Lions offense. And no matter what you're doing, if you're shutting down an NFL offense, that's a great, that's a great day. All right, my worst uh, – you know, to me, there's only one worst you can pick for the Buccaneers. Wrong. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, so I'm going to go off script a little bit. Uh-huh. My worst is NFL Network analyst mm. Steve Smith. Mm. This guy is the worst. Tell him. He, he is a card-carrying Buccaneers hater. Say it again. In the pregame, he talked about how Matthew Stafford was going to hyper-target and attack Carlton Davis, who at the time had already been declared inactive. Didn't even and play the game. Then following the game, he talked about how this was not a Buccaneers win, but it was a combination of things that led to Detroit not being allowed to be competitive because they didn't have their coaching staff. They didn't have Matt Stafford. They didn't have Kenny Galladay. I'm sorry. Even with the full coaching staff, even with Matthew Stafford, even with Kenny Galladay, this game is still not close. This game is still, if you had bet over at betonline.ag and taken the Bucks minus the 10, you still would have walked away with cash in your pocket because the Buccaneers – absolutely dominated the Detroit Lions. They would have dominated them at full health, full coaching staff. Steve Smith is the absolute worst. And go check out Carlton Davis's Twitter. He is absolutely roasting Steve Smith like a marshmallow at a Boy Scout campfire. Yeah, look, some people are better at talking about the game than they are playing the game, like us. Some people are better at playing the game than they are talking about the game. Steve Smith needs to work on his research just a little bit better. Um, so my worst is not Ryan Suckup, even though that's going to be the third worst of the game on BucksNation.com here later. Uh, my worst is Kenyon Barner. Listen, Kenyon Barner needs Ooh, yeah. to not return a kick or a punt forever, like for the rest of 
his time in a Buccaneers uniform and they need to give somebody else the responsibility back there because that dude is going to make a mistake at a critical point in the playoffs, I fear. And it, it's unacceptable. I mean, the dude, I mean, he's either when he catches the ball, it's it's a nightmare. Like it's just it's just a turnover waiting to happen. It's just a muff punt waiting to happen when he doesn't. I mean, he's trying to catch balls off the bounce like he's just doing all kinds of crazy stuff out there. You need to take Kenyon Barner out of there. Give Scotty Miller a chance. Give somebody else a chance. I don't know who. I mean, Scotty doesn't really break tackles, but neither is Kenyon. Like, Kenyon's not breaking any tackles either. So, I mean, look, the guy's got some long-distance speed, and I got it. He's got some straight-line speed if he gets an avenue or a lane to run through, but he's just not doing it, and he's he's causing more. It's like LaShawn McCoy carrying the ball. I just Every time I see Kenyon Barner back there, I hold my breath and wait for the worst. Yeah, that's a good call. That is an absolutely a good call, and you know what? My vote come the playoffs, I want – to unleash Antonio Brown as the sole punt returner. You know, it would be unfortunate if he got injured, but it's not like they're not deep at uh, at wide receiver there. Final thoughts, what a game. You know, what else can you say? It was a complete game on offense. It was a complete game on defense. It was, uh, you know, starting fast, continuing on, keeping the pressure on. That's what you want to see out of your playoff team. That's what you want to see when you head into the playoffs. One more game to secure that number five seed win, and you get to play the division winner with a losing record, whoever that may be. So great game, great win, uh, nice Christmas gift from the Buccaneers to everybody, you know, getting themselves into the playoffs. Yeah, same thing. I mean, that's what that's what fans have been asking for the from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really all season long is a is a full, you know, whistle to whistle complete game. You didn't even get it against Green Bay Packers. Yes, a very dominant win there against Green Bay, but even that first quarter, they struggled coming out the gates. So this is really the first time you've seen this team put it all together, and you saw them do a lot of different things. You saw some motion. You saw some play action, maybe not as much as everybody wants them to do, um, but you saw them get many weapons, multiple people. Tanner Hudson had a catch in this game, you know what I mean? Um, they're hitting deep balls, short balls, screen passes over in the middle. I mean, they're, they're using the entire part of the field, and that's what you want to do entering the postseason because that's going to give your postseason opponents a lot to study and a lot to prepare for. I liked seeing Keyshawn Vaughn get involved. That was really good. The dude looks really good. Still not a fan of Leonard Fournette, guys. I don't know. Sorry. There's not a whole lot of people coming at me for that anyway. But if you're a fan of Leonard Fournette, hey, hopefully he does well in the postseason. But he's, he's, he's just not getting my motor going for what it's worth. Um, but those are my final thoughts. A good game. Clinched the playoff spot. One more week to go. With that, David, we are out of here. Coming up tomorrow, we have more of your voicemails that we are going to tackle. And you guys flooded the inbox. We always appreciate you calling in. Uh, but yeah, we, we have a full show of listener questions and comments and, and everything coming up tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. Also check out everything going on over at bucksnation.com. My pick six dropped on Sunday. So you can go check that out. Uh, thank you to Jonathan, Alex, JT, and Yusef for calling in. We always appreciate it. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. The Buccaneers are heading to the playoffs. Enjoy it. Enjoy this moment because you have seen sometimes how long it takes to get all the way back. Have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Lockdown Buck.